0: Well, welcome back and it's so great to be back with you today um, out the front preaching again. It's been three weeks since I've been here and I want to say what a wonderful series of preachings we've had over the last three weeks. It's, been, it's, it's actually been an honour and a privilege to be sitting back and actually hearing the depth of teaching that comes from our church here. And I'm just so like humbled that... People are willing to step up and, and take that, that mantle on and bring the preaching. It's been wonderful that Caleb and Kerry and Joshua have taken that moment to, to step up and preach into our lives and bring the message of God into our lives. It's so important for us to always be willing to hear what God is saying to us. This week, I'm going to be carrying on in our series at looking at the, the words, the ways and the works of Jesus And we're going to be looking at our next section in the Gospel of Mark to actually understand this. Uh, It's a a section which you have just heard read if you're here with us on a live stream um, that is talking about Jesus and the disciples taking a short boat ride um, across a lake and the situation that revolves around that. And it's so important for us to actually really hear the word of God found in the Bible. So what I want to do is actually step right into that, jump back in, and it's really good for us to actually hear it again and really reinforce what God is saying to us and listen again for us. So we're going to step straight back in and hear the word of God again in the Bible. And this time I'll be reading from uh, the New Living Translation, and we'll put it up on the screens for everybody here. So here we go. As the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowd behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, why are you afraid? Don't you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They each asked each other, even the wind and the waves obey him. Now it's so good for us to actually step back in to the Bible and hear that word again and let it speak to us again. Now I'm no boating expert. You know, I've taken out a a party pontoon a couple of times, um, and and that doesn't classify you as doing boating at all, I think. You know, to, to, you know, drive those... It's like driving a car um, out on the water, And, and I'm no expert on this. But when I read this story with my limited knowledge... There are so many questions that just start to arise and start to come up for me and going, why did this happen? Why did the disciples and Jesus go out in bad weather? Why would they do that with experienced boat handlers? You know, some of the disciples were fishermen. Wouldn't you think they know what was going on? Wouldn't you think that they would know what was happening and why, whether it would be safe to go out on the water or not? You know, and... and wouldn't you wonder why they were leaving so late in the afternoon to get to the other side of the lake? And, and, and why were they so afraid? You know, if they've been out in the water, you know, why are they afraid? You know, why was Jesus asleep? How could he sleep, you know, in the, the rough weather? You know, and, and how did Jesus calm the storm? There's so many questions, you know, that just come up to mind for us about the actions of the disciples, about what Jesus says about the words, the ways and the works of Jesus, what he does, what he says, his behaviour. But rather than just you know, sticking into the historical kind of questions around Jesus and around uh, this story, I want to actually bring it into your lives. So I want to bring it into the everyday. I want to bring it into the here and now for us. <clears throat> I want to explore how this passage speaks into our lives today? What are the messages it will say to us? What is God speaking into your life right now? And these are some of the questions, you know. If we were to think about our world today, what are some of the big things that are happening in our world? How can this passage speak into those situations? You know, where, <coughs> excuse me, we, we have... COVID cases rising in Australia. We've got cities going into further lockdown. We've got mandatory masks having for all health workers in New South Wales. You know, the number of cases, I looked this up just yesterday, the number of cases of COVID throughout the world is roughly around one quarter of a million people being diagnosed per day around the world. And that is only going up. If you have a look at the trend on that, it is going up and up. This is not something that is not affecting us. This is a big thing. People are worried about finance. They're worried about work. They're worried about levels of government debt. They're worried about mental health, food and health shortages. You know, we live in a world where there are storms that are facing us, where there are storms that are brewing where there are storms that are coming on, huge storms. But, you know, even in that big, look in the big storms out there, there are personal storms that we may be facing that we're having to cope with in our lives on a day-to-day basis. And they may range from small things to life-changing. They might revolving around how you're, how you're coping mentally, what, what, what you're doing. Um, It might be relationship breakdowns. It could be injustices that you're trying to face up to and get the world to face up to. You know, we live in a world of storms. So what I want you to do is I want you to spend a few moments. I want you to actually think about what are the storms that you are facing. What are the storms in your life that you are facing? Now, the reason why I want you to do this it's actually really important, is that we need to learn how to name the storms and the issues that are coming up in our lives. We need to name them. Because if we leave those unnoticed, unlooked at, they're the ones that cause the most devastation, the storms that we just don't know about. So it's really important for us to be able to own and name the storm that is facing it, you know, coming upon us so that we can actually look at it and see how we can deal with it, what we are meant to do in this situation. So I just want to pause for a moment, and I'm just going to pray while we do this, while you name the storms in your life. So let's just pray. Oh God, we just, we just ask that you will lead our hearts and our minds to, to know what storms are going on in our lives, that, that you'll open us up so we understand what the storms we are facing. Let us be honest in these situations, Lord. Let us know what you are speaking into our lives. Let us stand up and face the storms that are are approaching us. Show us the ones that are hidden, the ones that are just beyond the horizon coming upon us. Show us with clarity what is right in front of us but we are neglecting. Oh, Lord, show us with clarity today what our storms that we are facing. We pray this in your name. In the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. So we will. We will face storms, some that we see and some that we don't see in our lives. And this kind of brings me to the question, why did the disciples who were experienced fishermen, why did the disciples get caught in a storm? kind of answer this we need to actually understand a little bit of the geography you know I didn't I I said I didn't want to spend too much time into the historical nature we've got to kind of understand the geography of um, where they were because the Sea of Galilee is actually in this big valley they've got mountains and hills all around it and so when you're down in that valley going to sail across the water you actually don't get to see far afield. You don't get to see the skies further away. You don't get to see the effects of the winds until they are right upon you. And so what happens is in that, in that space, these storms will roll in and will catch people unawares quite quickly. It's not like being out in the open water where you can see it for miles and miles coming upon from the horizon. They roll in quite quickly. So it's, a, it's, it's one of these unexpected things The disciples set out knowing that, it should be okay. We should be able to cross that lake. It takes about two hours, you know, roughly to sail across that lake. We should have been able to do it. But see, the thing is, it wasn't because of their lack of experience. It wasn't because of the lack of foresight that the disciples were caught in the storm. It was just something that happened beyond Their control, and that is so important for us to actually understand and realize for ourselves because that happens in our lives as well. So many of us will actually get caught in the storms of our lives that are beyond our control. You know, we out of nowhere we're hit by a situation that will rock us, that will destabilize us, that will threaten to cause us to drown, metaphorically speaking. and or overwhelm us. And some of these will be big, some of them will be small, but they will come out of left field. So to understand how the words, the ways, and the works of Jesus speak into our life situations where we have issues that come up that we just have no idea where they've come from, out of left field, I want to ask the question, what did Jesus do... When he was woken by the disciples. And so let's set the scene. Let's set the scene and let's hear what Jesus did so we can actually understand for ourselves what Jesus did and, 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 and how that speaks into our lives and what we are meant to do. So as Mark tells this story, and we've said this numerous times, Mark loves to make our stories, the gospel stories, really quick, succinct, to the point you know, no beating around the bush, no flowery language, straight into it. So I need to set the scene for you. The disciples that were, that were taking Jesus across the water, they were experienced fishermen. They knew what was going on. They were good boat handlers. So when the storm came up, they knew how to set the sails. They knew how to trim it. They knew that they needed to get the oars out and to assist to row. They knew to where to point the direction so that they could hit into the waves in the right way so it wouldn't um, destabilise the boat too much so they could get through that. You know, they knew what they, what they were doing and they worked hard and harder and harder and they would have been exhausted. They would have been exhausted from the effort before they even got to asking Jesus, wake up. Don't you care that we're about to drown? They've got themselves to the point of exhaustion. And they're asking Jesus, do something. They know he can do something. And this is so true. But what does, what does Jesus do? And here's our first really big point for us to really kind of understand and know is that Jesus didn't blame. He helped by bringing calm And this is so so important. This is is actually really important for us to actually understand. If we were to take something from from this about how we deal with with our own life storms and people that we are going through a a storm in their life, have you noticed how some people deal with these situations? Say say somebody's got a storm happening in their life um, and, and they ask you for help. You know what some people do? They will immediately blame the person for getting themselves into that situation. How could you have got yourself into that point? You know, don't you know that if you did this, this would be the case? This would happen? You know, they want to point out the obvious. They want to say, well, I'm coming to help you, so you need to know that I know the situation, and I want you to know that you shouldn't have got into that place in the first place. They place blame. Before they place help, they place blame before they do anything. Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't go, Well, hey, guys, why did we go this way? Why do we go out here? You know, even though they were crossing. And he goes, He didn't say, Hey, you guys, you were the experienced boat people. You should have known this, that this was going to happen. He didn't place blame. He just got up and he brought calm to the situation. Things were getting out of control, and what did he do? He spoke to the winds and the waves, and he brought calm. But in the same way, the things that are out of control in our lives, we need to learn how to bring calm into those situations. When things are getting out of control, and the storms of life are getting bigger, and the waves are pounding upon us, how do we bring calm? It's so important for us to be able to learn how to actually bring calm into our lives. We're going to actually take the moment... You know, and, and here's, here's a few tips for us. When we are feeling overwhelmed, threatened, and, and, and we actually do need to call out to Jesus. And how do we do that? We call out into prayer. We call out coming back into the Bible. We call out reading into that. We call out and ask people who we know that have got um, good spiritual depth to help us in this life. We ask Jesus to help us in this situation uh, and help save me in this time come and ask for Jesus to be in part of this it's so important for us to actually do as the disciples did knowing that they had exhausted all their effort they've got to the point that they feel is no return and what do they do they call out to Jesus and say help us in this situation is the same for us help us in this situation oh God So pray, pray into this situation and specifically pray for calm. Pray for calm with the people around you. Pray for calm within yourself. Pray that the storms and the emotions that come with this time will be lowered so that you can come into it with clear head and understand God's providence for your life in this moment. It's so important to actually bring calm into this moment. So... It's interesting because as a pastor, I do get to see people in lots of different situations, in some great situations but also in hard situations, in times when it's difficult for them. And the one thing that I've noticed is that those people who are facing some of the biggest storms in their life, those who have faith, those who have placed their trust in Jesus Christ, are the ones who have handled this the best? They've been the ones that have said and reacted in the best, calmest possible way, because they know that God has a plan for them. They know that where they are going, and you know, if, even if they're facing death, you know, being with people who have said in their lives, "I give my life to Jesus." And I trust in him, even in this moment, because I know he is with me. We walk through the valley of shadow of death together, and God takes you through that moment. See, Jesus brings peace in the face of the storms of our lives. The thing that we also need to realise is this. See, the disciples, they were following Jesus. They were, just like us, we were followers of Jesus. And, and you, do you want to know one really big thing? And we'll put it up on the screens for us. Just because you have faith, it doesn't mean that your life will be storm free. And this is one of the biggest things for us to actually get out of this. Just because we have faith, and so often so many people will preach the message that have faith and everything will be great for you, That's not the case. Life will throw all sorts of things, expected, unexpected. You'll get into situations that you cause yourself and they will be painful. Other people will get you into situations that you have not caused and they will be painful. They will be storms. Just because you have faith does not mean that your life will be storm free. But what it does mean is that you have some grounding in it. You have some purpose in it. You have a clear point that you can trust in, which is Jesus Christ. You know that even in this life, even though it may be temporary, it will take you through to heaven because you have a place already prepared for you. It is so important. So, the question you know, I so said Jesus didn't blame the disciples when he was awoken in this situation, in this storm. But he did ask them one question. And this is the question that comes back to us today in this moment. This is the question that he asks. He asks them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Even in the storms of life, even in these moments... We need to ask the question, why am I so afraid? Has my faith wilted? Has my faith gone? Why am I so afraid? And this is the question for us. It's a big question. We've heard what Jesus has said. We know what Jesus has done. So why are we still afraid? We know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins to save us, to give us eternal life. So why are we afraid? when hard things happen, when problems come in our lives? Is it because we lack the faith? That's the question that Jesus asked the disciples. And notice what happens when it was calm, when the storm was calm, what the question that the disciples said, who is this person that can do all of this, can even calm the winds and the waves? They knew who he was. They were learning who he was. But they still had this moment. They were still overtaken by the magnitude of this is Jesus Christ, God's Son, the Messiah, the Chosen One, God incarnate here on earth. So I want to ask you this. In the midst of the storms of life, where do you place your trust? In the midst of storms of life, do you approach it with fear and trepidation, or do you place trust in Jesus Christ? Because in Jesus Christ, you know you will have somebody that will calm you, that will steal you, that will take you through the storms of your life. Jesus doesn't blame us for the situations that we get ourselves into. Jesus brings calm into those situations. So what I want to do today is I just want to pray with you. But I don't want me to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray today in your homes, here in church. I want you to pray and bring your words. Remember when I asked you, What are the storms of life that you are facing? This is what I want you to pray about. So let's just pray. Almighty God. You have power over all things. You have power over the wind, the waves. You have power over us. Lord, you have power over the storms of our lives, the storms that bring in the world. Lord, we just pray that you will bring calm and peace into our lives into the storms that we are facing into the concerns, the worries the heartaches Lord help us, lead us to safety on the other side just as you led your disciples into safety across the lake may you lead us in the safety in the storms of our lives. Oh Lord, we just pray that we may have faith in you, Lord Jesus Christ. We may have faith in you, that we say yes to you. What I want you to do is shout out aloud, raise your hands, declare to the Lord today that Jesus is my Saviour. He is my Lord and I place my trust in you, oh God. Just shout that with me today, that I trust you, that you are my Saviour, that I want to be, have that salvation that is only found in Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, we just pray this, we declare it, we say it now in your name, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.